Welcome. Welcome. Hello. This is my show. My only show. I just can't even with myself right now. Let's babble about time. I babble wherever I can, whenever I can, however I can. This is N.E. Unleashed. Now without further ado. Let's jump right into it. Hello everyone, thanks for tuning in, and before we begin, I'd just like to say, I just can't even with myself right now. Basically, today is going to be a little bit more personal, again, it's going to be a little bit more babbling on my end, and I think it's because I, well one, I haven't actually uploaded any new episodes lately for the free, for the folks you know out there, I've been relatively... It's been a busy, busy month, I would say. April has been quite, e- I would say, eventful in collaboration-wise. Uh, a lot of my... I mean, it's making me look back now, which I think is going to be the major theme of today's episode. Is just me and my personal musings with a lot of the the different people I have met, where I am with that, and pretty much the thoughts I have, any loose things just getting out of my head and putting it out on the internet. (laughs) So basically, I've been on a lot of... Well, I focused a lot of helping out. Well, I wouldn't say helping out. I've been focused on putting myself out there. And in this case, it ended up putting me into situations where I actually got to meet a lot of interesting new people and being able to discuss with them how things go down and how things are and whatsoever. I actually haven't done an episode where I reflected on that episode. Well, not episode, that... video collab I did with Hillary over on INFX TV on YouTube, uh, it was an interesting moment to be able to share it with somebody who is the introverted aspect of my type. So Hillary being an INFP and I'm being an ENFP, it's a it's been a rather fascinating comparison. Even though I love some of the, one of the comments was even like I seem very or I came off way more energetic and I actually have an explanation for that. The big reason why I was so energetic is I finally got to talk with somebody who one knows type but also the same judging axis and the same perceiving axis as I am. Uh, I, I, INFPs are such fascinating people to be involved with in a way to be part of their lives somehow. Um, and vice versa. Hillary is a rather precious soul, I would say. I was telling <laughs> I was telling Jeffrey, I was like, you gotta protect this person at all costs. She's precious, absolutely precious. She has insights that I would say really puts INFPs on the map in a way. They are very observant people. Uh, just because they're not as, uh, I guess, talkative and out there, such as their extroverted counterparts, that doesn't mean that they don't have quite a good grasp on life and somehow and I think that Hillary's a good example of a person that has a lot of insight and wisdom that would be really fantastic to access once you get to know this person so you know for those listening definitely check it out INFX TV I'm there I'm very energetic uh looking back and watching those videos of me it's been hilarious to say the least because I've just been super hyper it was a time when I haven't had a lot of, uh, 
a lot of FI users in my presence, exactly. A lot of the FI users I do know are not necessarily, one, not super into type, but also I'm not as close with them. A lot of my friends in the main vicinity happen to be FE and TI, uh, regardless of their stacking, but it's just been usually that's just how it is. And so meeting a person who is very, almost very, very similar in stacking-wise, it was such a breath of fresh air and very refreshing to to talk to that one uh, in a way because I got to understand well I didn't have to I don't know put like filters or anything I didn't have to worry about somebody misunderstanding me for for someone like Hillary it was an instant understanding she's like oh I knew exactly where you're coming from been there done that any FI all the way and I'm like this is amazing I've never it's been so long since I've had that kind of conversation so she's been fantastic now moving past that uh Jeffrey which is her beautifully significant other which i'm going to now drop some interesting little ball he's a fantastic person a very intelligent guy and i got the wonderful pleasure to be able to collaborate with him also and discuss uh, a little bit more on ne since he being an entp and i'm being his uh, feeler counterpart let's say um entps are really fascinating people I would say that you guys, especially if you're ENTP listening, you guys are very, how would I put it, just just a mess in all the good ways, in all the good things. In Socionics, ILEs have Polar FI, which apparently is supposed to be grading to FI users, but I personally don't mind it. I've actually, a lot of my close friends, or one of my closest friends is Polar FI, it's like, not bad at all. And I really didn't mind the situation uh, at all. When we were talking over on his channel, uh, it was rather an interesting discussion on extroverted intuition because, in a way, I was still wondering, especially when it came to the objective personality system, which I just started getting into. And I was super interested in seeing how, where I was going to go with the system. I love the the modality. I don't know if I was if I'm recalling it properly. The modality about the masculine versus feminine extroverted intuition being a good example. I am an example of a feminine extroverted intuitive. I don't really believe that my intuitive ideas are that I should push them onto anyone. I think I'm way more lenient and way more flexible, as especially how the definitions go. And especially how I am and how I operate with life, I'm not as insistent on my own ideas. To me, ideas, I have a lot of them, so I don't really have a problem kind of losing one or, you know, missing so-called app opportunities. To me, it doesn't really make sense like that. Opportunities are limitless, so I don't really have... I'm not too problematic when it comes to those situations. Um... But also, I kind of take into I factor in that a lot of ideas, especially if you want to translate them onto reality, will have to experience a sort of compromise because you can't always bring out something into reality without, I guess, without paying a price. And it's very Icarus in the wings. If you guys remember that myth where he flew too close to the sun, wings melted, ended up going down to his death or doom. So it's really just being careful not to be flying so high up in the clouds. Always making sure you have a tether at all points. Apparently, uh, an observation from Jeffrey was that it's a big sign of feminine any, which I was like, cool, didn't know that, but here we are. So I thought that was really interesting. Um, yeah, it's it's so 
cool to be able to meet new folks and being able to uh, have a really productive conversation with them because I feel like my mind is constantly being expanded once I have more and more people. I remember bringing it up to a group chat where I don't like being in a room where it's automatically an echo chamber. I want to be able to interact with people of all different types and of all different kind of walks of life because when I do that, or when I'm in that situation, I am able to absorb a way better objective view or perspective of it. I kind of, I come from a, let's say a perspective or belief system where I can't just take something from one source. It has to be from multiple sources. And I like to be very thorough in that kind of aspect to some extent. I would say to some extent because I'm not as studious as I'd like to hope that I'd hope myself to be. But in practicing honesty, I don't think I've done necessarily a lot of the studying that I should be doing. So a lot of the times I'll just interact with people from different areas to be able to absorb the information properly and have it readily on hand. So I think that's something that's really important for me. Um, moving past this, I well, had a wonderful opportunity to be part of a panel um, a panel full of ENFPs. Now that's a whole different ball game in itself. It's a whole different experience. I found it really, I would say, very informative and also very cool that despite our differences, there is still a very unique kind of uh, commonality between everybody. Uh, Heidi actually worded it out. There's predictability in our unpredictability because there's always something about ENFPs are very random, but the thing is all ENFPs are random. So we kind of follow through the same uh, the same patterns of chaos, even though we kind of operate in different areas because we come from different walks of life, for example. But yeah, during the panel, it was really cool because we got to be able to express and explain how the functions come up in us, uh, realizing that there's way more, we, ha- we have a lot more in common than we thought. Um, a lot of the problems with routine, stability, uh, making sure that, oh, and then having, being able to use RTE to (laughs) making lists, brainstorming, making pros and cons, table charts. Like it's really how we even, we, uh, how to the point where we even applied RTE and SI is even more fantastic. I got to meet somebody who, she's an ENFP, um, and if you're listening, Aisha, you are fantastic. She is some, I feel like... Was it like a bank manager or something like that? Which, an accountant man, something interesting, something with numbers and something with money and something that isn't typically ENFP, which I thought was really awesome. Uh, we had, uh, in that panel, we had Crystal, who is, um, a journal, was a journalist, but is now full, um, pursuing tarot full-time. And so she gets to use her understanding of young, trying to be able to explain and get into the nitty-gritty of people. Uh, we had Alexa, which I will kind of elaborate more. She's an awesome human being. And Caitlin, who hosted the entire gig, she was, she is an awesome person. I have yet to go full on deep. I hope to be able to have that conversation because I think she's an, also an interesting human being. Um, my initial impression is she might be a type two. So we don't know. I mean, she also is still confirming her full tri-type. So she's been studying her own gig and but she comes from a background of mbti i believe she's certified and then also the strengths finder situation so she has that going under her belt which again is still pretty cool um yeah the entire panel it was so good because we got to hang out well at least i got to hang out and got to hear 
these folks who, I mean, ENFPs, it's funny, we, I personally would always say that I don't like inspiring people and I hate helping in that sense, but somehow our entire existence tends to motivate others or instill energy in people, which we don't know. I don't know how that happens, especially when we start talking, it's somehow infectious and I don't know what it is. It's not the same as ENFJs who, in my opinion, are very motivational. Like they can really tap into and make you move. But for us, it's very, we give you the, we offer you the possibility that you can go out and do something, uh, that it exists and you can't really deny it because it's a part of you and all that jazz. So that was a really big part of that whole session or that whole gig. I think it was an hour a bit. Um, Great time. Wonderful time. Um, Now, going over and bringing up more info with Alexa, I had a wonderful time to be able to upload a live of Alexa and I um, talking about the differences between Wing 6 and Wing 8 for Type 7s. A big, big awesome thank you to her for being able to to show up for that or well to help me up with that because it did manage to help a lot of people it was very informative i think it was such a great thing to put out there and i'm a big fan of real-time real-life examples that people can use to be able to understand and take in what they're learning with enneagram sometimes if you're stuck with too much theory it doesn't necessarily translate to like be able to use right away, um, especially if you're not the type of person that can do that. And I'm really one of the people, well, I personally am the type of person where I'd rather be able to use information. Like, that's what I like, that's what I prefer, and that's how I kind of live it. So being able to have this moment and talk about the differences between Wing 6 and Wing 8 was a great time. For those who are questioning their 7, are you a Wing 6, are you a Wing 8? Uh, we did do a really, we did try to put a really good job in trying to explain that. Um, there are an interesting, I would say, little, little what do you call it? Little nuggets of wisdoms and little interesting moments that kind of, oh, I didn't know that was a wing six thing or I didn't know that was a wing eight thing. Uh, we did go into instinctual variance as well because we were also from opposite ends. Um, she's being SB blind and I'm being SX blind. So it was really interesting to be able to see that interaction go down. Um, and also surprisingly, the background of our whole setup was interesting. Like my, my video, I have, I actually just recently put up uh, a poster of mine, which is a poster that I bought years ago of a bird just in a basically made up of a splash of color. And for her, it was just a plain minimalistic black couch moment. And I thought it was so cool because the wing aids are often depicted as grounded type of individuals and then wing sixes are more whimsical and kind of a little head up in the cloud situation so i was like wow this is so on the nose how obvious it was but i just thought it was really fascinating to point out uh for those of course if you do go up and show and look into this video that i did upload with alexa uh you can look it up i did provide timestamps for the specific questions if anyone is interested in looking at specifics uh in that way you don't have to watch the full it was about an couple hours i think it's a long video so if you need to just grab the information that you need that's completely available not to worry so having done all of these things i kind of spent the last couple weeks just really marinating on i guess the feeling i haven't really marinated on the thoughts i just wanted to marinate on the feeling that i did it like i did some stuff it's 
crazy to I think for myself it's such a crazy experience a crazy accomplishment to be able to put myself out there I started the whole gig uh, of I just can't even whip myself right now I started it with the notion that I was gonna babble I started it with the notion of hey if anyone's willing to listen to me and waste some time with me I'm here for you and then I realized I could do more with this platform. I realized that with podcasting, you could be real, for one. You could be as honest as you could be, as genuine as you could be. And also you get to have these real conversations with people, which are really rewarding. I have never felt so, I would say, energized with how the world works or how people work. I've always, we've, you know, since studying type, you kind of have this understanding on theoretically how people act and how people do and what they do and but then when you be able to talk to them in real life and well this is in real time sorry you get to talk to them in that sense you get to really see the the inner workings at a much more I want to say naked but that's kind of along the words I was going for which I think is really cool that you can never really get from just a book and I think that's the point I've been wanting to make for the entire time I've been babbling, is that it's so much better to be able to apply what you are learning, because if you don't, it just sticks as an idea, and it doesn't really, well, at least in my opinion, it doesn't really do much. It, it For me, it just kind of sticks there and kind of wiggles a little bit. If I actually want to be able to make something out of it, I'd rather bring it out. You know, I'd rather be able to use it. And that's kind of what's causing a lot of the thinking processing to, or the gear shifting now, uh, especially with how the tone of my episodes have shifted over. And it's been so cool that I'm wanting to put my put out there a place for people to learn and for people to who have this kind of uh, let's say learning style, if that's how it is. I want to be able to put out more content that is educational for the folks. I am still a student. That's how I see myself. That's how I perceive myself. Um, And I believe everybody's a teacher. And maybe that's polar TI of me to say, but I really do think that wisdom comes from a lot of different sources. So that's kind of where I'm focused on and where I'm going towards. And a lot of season two is a lot of that, like being able to host guests to come in and invite them over and tell me all about themselves is such a rewarding experience and allows me it's funny because i would say that this actually helps build empathy in a way because it keeps my judgmental side let's say at bay because can't really judge a person when you know where they're coming from so you're almost left with just accepting them for being different which i think is so important that i myself am going to admit that sometimes i forget that where someone's coming from and it's good to be able to interact with them and get to that nitty-gritty uh, a really cool part of the lately, I'm just saying this now because it's almost, I'm hitting my one year with this with this podcast and it's so funny and it's so cool that I have that the big part of, of it is establishing that premium thing. For those, of course, if you guys are interested and willing to drop, you know, if you guys just want to check it out, it's a way more interesting area. It's a big part of... Um, my focus when it comes to type is on it as well. I've been trying to balance out by beefing it up that way. And what it is, is with the exclusive club edition, I'm introducing a lot of new series. They're not necessarily organized. Gonna be real with you. It's not gonna be necessarily organized. However, it is going to be in order from like one to, you know, cumulatively. But there will be, 
uh, the titles will go- are not going to be clickbait. They're going to be pretty much what you see is what you get. So some of the series, I will be talking a lot about the gods and the goddesses. So it's an archetypal system from Jean Shinoda Bolin. And I've been meaning to have that discussion. But then I also thought about it since I brought up earlier about being able to talk to people in real time. I'm going to start, a, I'm starting the series off by interviewing people who I believe are very prominently expressing certain energies or certain traits of the archetypes and getting people to, if you watch it, if you ever check it out, to be able to see in real time how a person like this would talk, operate, how they feel, uh, what makes them relate to to Bolin's descriptions, what doesn't, how are they going to apply, and most importantly, how are they, what advice could they give for those who do not have their core as a as a like as a main core? How could they activate that energy within themselves? Because it's also my opinion and understanding that. The energies or the traits in the archetypes everyone can access. It's very, I would say, cool in how it's so growth oriented and kind of knowing what factors contribute to certain things. And I feel like you could do something in the external to be able to help you bring out certain traits. A big example of this is, for example, if you're a vulnerable goddess who almost always relies on an external factor, how are you going to activate a virgin goddess uh, kind of? role or aspect which is focusing more on self-sufficiency independence accumulating power how are you going to you know do that so having a lot of different people out there talking about their their backgrounds and their experiences could help a person you know know what they need to do and know where they need to take it and i think it's really important so that's a big part of what i want to do with, with that series uh so far i've only i've done the introduction which who knows if I'm going to upgrade the introduction. We might upgrade it in the future. I'm not entirely sure. But for now, the introduction's out. And also the Athena archetype has been out. And Athena, I interviewed a wonderful person who you all probably already know. Her name is JC and she's an ENTP3. Uh, she is a very, very good example of an Athena archetype. And I want to talk a little bit about how balanced I think she is. A lot of the times Athenas are talked about as having an emotional component missing or having trouble with that. She's done her work, at least in my opinion, to compensate for the situations that require emotional uh, input. And she can actually kind of play ball with that. And I think that's really smart. And especially for a person so young. So again, would love for you guys to be able to check that out if you guys are interested. Hearing an Athena talk, it's a video, so it's not audio. You can always put it in a background or anything. So you will be able to see us babble about it and me making all these hand motions and gestures as I usually do. So that's a big part of it. Another interesting part of um, of the whole gig with, with this is my next... I have a lot of people actually lined up coming up for the premium. So if you guys get a chance to really check it out, uh, please do. And when you guys have a chance, it would be really nice. I have huge plans for the GG archetypes. I've been meaning to... I've been actually collecting data to see what I can do with this. I want to be able to utilize it. And I think... Because I can see use for it, uh, especially as a tool for helping people foster understanding. So I think it'd be really important to be able to put that out there and have it as a resource for people. I think it'd be really nice. So with that, I also want to add, I'm still working on my book. The book is a lot more focused on more cognitive functions, but then I want to utilize and include a whole lot of different systems. 
I I don't know. Like I like pulling information from multiple sources, which I did mention before. And I want to give you partly an opinion, but also a big part of it is being able to put to have a hub of information that you can choose from. I'm really big on making things accessible, and so that's one of the big parts of the book behind the scenes of why I'm doing this. Is I really want that to be a major kind of gear moment to help people. It's a big part of it. I, it's funny because it's so contradictory to what I usually claim. Like I don't like helping people, but it's how do I explain this? It's it's helping in a way that is well, one is not as. Hands-on help in a way, but it's also being able to translate information so that it doesn't come off uh, too dull. I've noticed that there isn't a lot of feely, like feeler for feeler content made by feelers for feelers. And as a feeler myself, I think it'd be really helpful to be able to have that conversation and open that little can of worms and give us feelers something to have fun about. And so we got some stuff to translate, and because it's focused entirely, the whole book is focused on the feeling functions, I will have a snippet for thinkers, but predominantly for high-stack feelers, it would be fantastic to have this kind of thing. And I huge, I would say it's really ambitious of me to go for it, and I'm still thinking every day how underqualified I feel, but also how interesting it would be to be able to get this done and put it out there. I'm so excited for that. So... That's basically my big plans for, yeah, for the rest of the year, I hope. Uh, I am going to see how far it goes. I will have new updates as, you know, the weeks go by. I hope this will mark, again, the return of my, you know, going back to my routine of talking and making this happen. And hopefully that can get somewhere, but... Let's see how it goes. If I have other updates, I will be sure to mention it on the show. For that being said, I wish you all a wonderful good day. The rest, I hope you guys stay safe. I know this isn't exactly the best you know, state of the times. But again, like, please stay safe. Do your best. Take precautions. Um you know, stay, be healthy, be careful, lots of that stuff. I wish you all guys all the best, and thank you guys for listening. And as always, um, make it happen. <laughs> I love, I was about to say, like, send good vibes, but I'm, like, kind of going away and distancing myself from the sending good vibes gig because I can't necessarily send people good vibes, nor do I actually have it in my power to do so. So more like make your own vibe, make your own good vibes and, you know, then send me a a shout out or be like, hey, we did it. I was like, all right, that's how it is. But with that being said, y'all have a good day. Bye.